Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. Time, there's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 That Fem and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, Call our hotline 310-400-0340. Or let's head out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. And joining us is the newest member of the Sporting Tribune, longtime good friend of mine, finally getting to work together, Bonnie Jill Laughlin. Bonnie Jill, how are you? Arash, I'm good. I'm here in Dallas-Fort Worth. As you know, I moved out back to Texas, so I'm here. And it's actually a really good time to be here, Arash. You know what? I think we need you here, too. <laughs> I will be there tomorrow. Very excited for that. Uh, and listen, we're, we're very excited about this uh, partnership and you joining the team here. Um, and one of the reasons is, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, where we are on the air, is the home of the Dallas Cowboys. And as you know, Bonnie Jill, the Dallas Cowboys have their uh, training camp home here in Southern California. You've been to several of them. Uh, so you will be joining us, helping with coverage of the Dallas Cowboys America's team. We'll bring my uh, producer here, Jihei, in in a bit to chime in. She's a New York Giants fan, but that's okay. Uh, Bonnie Jill, uh, <laughs> thoughts on, listen, and by the way, you also have a connection to Los Angeles. I think like, everyone uh, who is tuning in knows you from your time with the Lakers. But talk about, uh, you know, joining us to cover the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, I people always wonder, like, where do I uh, lay when it comes to all the, my sports teams? Because I kind of have a different array of, you know, all my teams. And the Dallas Cowboys, being a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, as always, has been so close and near my heart. I mean, it's America's team. It's something that stayed with me. I've got that great relationship with the Jones family. And for me, it's just been like, wow, I want to be able to cover this team and really be able to give the fans what they want. Because as we know, Arash, there are so many fans not just in Southern California, across the globe. Yeah. And so for me to be able to now, you know, bring this to Southern California fans, because there is not, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but there's not a ton of Rams fans. I mean, there is now, because some of y'all jumped, jumped on the bandwagon. But I think that there's a lot of Cowboy fans more than ever. Like you see a ton of Cowboy fan, uh, you know, apparel. And so I think it's something that's needed, especially on the Sporting Tribune. 
No doubt about it. And listen, when when people ask me why I'm a Cowboys fan, I say we did we didn't have a pro football team here in Los Angeles growing up. But I, I'll tell you what, we did have the Cowboys, and the Cowboys would have training camp, whether it was at Cal Lutheran before that, whether it was in um, Hoxnard. So they've been in Southern California. Jerry Jones, fun fact. Born in Los Angeles, he wasn't. He didn't grow up here, but you know, he he likes to remind people that he grew up in Los Angeles. And Bonnie Joe, we've. I, I think one of the highlights for the Jones family, and I, I know they would love the highlight to be a Super Bowl championship, is when they come to Los Angeles. Whether it was at the Sky Bar at the Mondrian back in the day, whether it's at Nobu <laughs> in Malibu, they love Los Angeles, right? Oh, Jerry loves Los Angeles. I mean, he has told me that, and I think he's actually told you as well, Rosh, he will continue to have training camp out there. You know, first of all, he knows there's so many fans that love seeing the Dallas Cowboys out there in Southern California, which may be not able to get to Dallas for a game. So they're able to see the Dallas Cowboys up close and personal. And then he just loves everything. I mean, Jean, his wife, loves the shopping in Beverly Hills. She's in Beverly Hills like every day. Her and and Charlotte. And then Jerry loves all the restaurants. He loves the beach. I mean, you know, and you go back to the Landry days and there was a presence back then. So that's how so many cowboy fans became in that, you know, Southern California area. And then right there on the border of Mexico, you've got all, you know, all the different Latins and Hispanics that love the Dallas Cowboys. So it's just uh, you know, regardless of their record. The Dallas Cowboys just have this crazy international fandom. And, you know, Jerry knows that, okay, yeah, um, the Cowboys are based in Texas, but he likes to bring a little bit of that Hollywood flair. So he gets that in, you know, during training camp. No doubt about it. And by the way, a, a perfect time to start this partnership, the game being, uh, the game being uh, played on Sunday is the Cowboys and the Rams. And you're right, Bonnie Jill. I mean, here's the thing. The Rams were not in Los Angeles for not only 21 years. People forget that. They left Los Angeles in 1979 to move to play in the Big A. And I yes. love I love Anaheim, but, but Anaheim is not Los Angeles. So. Exactly. Yeah. Raj, a lot of people don't understand when they say like you know, Anaheim and Los Angeles. It's like, no, like y'all, it's an hour away. It's not close, right? It's yeah. like two different places. And it's like two different type of lifestyles, I yes. think, Los Angeles and Orange County. So it's, you know, and then they, and then they move to St. Louis. St. Louis. And then. And you've got the Raider fans, but then the Raiders got kind of screwed over because they're not, not sure if they're in Oakland or L.A. and then they're in <laughs> Vegas. So it's like, I don't know. It just gets a little confusing out there when it comes to the NFL. That's why I've always said USC is the NFL team of yeah. L.A., right? For the nope. longest time. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, just just that consistency of being in Los Angeles. And so, listen, it's going to take a while for the Rams, certainly the Chargers as well, to grow a fan base here. But that's why if you grew up as a Cowboys fan in Los Angeles, certainly back in the 90s, um, you're not, you're not going to quit being a fan of that team. Uh, switching gears, but another perfect time. You are in the center of the sports world right now. World Series. Return oh, to my Texas, gosh. Games 1 and 2. Now, Bruce Bochy, you've known for quite some time, uh, certainly first ballot Hall of Famer. That's going to have to wait a few years because he came out of retirement to lead a third team to the World Series. And what an incredible accomplishment by Bruce Bochy. The Padres back in the day when they went to the World Series for the first time. The San Francisco Giants, I know Los Angeles Dodgers fans don't want to hear that. Three World Series titles and now leading Texas to the World Series. Games one and two, Friday and Saturday. Put into context what Bruce has done again. Buddy Joe, he takes over a team that lost over a hundred games just two years ago. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at like they have not been to the playoffs since 2011, Arash. Amazing. And so so for him to bring this team and, you know, I spoke to him right after uh, they end up winning the pennant. And he literally says to me, Arash, he goes, it's not me. It's just I got a great bunch <laughs> of guys. And, you know, he's so humble. And I think that's what's so endearing and why people love Boach, because he never talks about his success. And at the end of the day, Arash, he's a badass he's like a living legend and he doesn't yeah. act like that you know he could be kind of like an asshole like Saban and stuff and he's not like he's super just like so humble and you know and I love the fact that he uh doesn't ever try to take the credit but think about like he was able to build this team yes yeah, see why Chris Young, the GM, you know, basically said, hey, Boach, we're going to let you do what you, what you need to do. We're not going to have you handcuffed like what the Giants wanted to try to do to him, where they're going to try to tell him he needs to look at certain analytics, that they're going to tell him when to yank play, you know, pitchers. And he was able to actually use his brain and his gut and we all know during the playoffs, that's what it is. Analytics kind of go out the window. We all yeah. know that, right? And so it's like... He's able to just go by his gut. And that's what I loved about that series. You know, Dusty and yeah. Boach, they didn't really use analytics. They're old school managers, Arash, mm -hmm. who usually did just use their gut. And, you know, and that's what I love about Boach. You know, he had a, they had a hard time being able to get to this. It wasn't easy. I mean, they had to go to the top wild card, the, the Rays, then the AL leader at the Orioles, and then go to the Astros where every guy in that lineup can go yard. You know what I mean? So it's like... It's, but the fact that he's gotten this team there and gotten their confidence, it's really telling. And who knows with, you know, the World Series, but just to get them there or just to even get to the playoffs, to be honest, was was huge. What's the key to that postseason success? Because like, here's the thing, as a Dodgers fan in Los Angeles, again, they've won the division, <laughs> you know, 10 of 11 years, like 100 wins. But if something happens with, with Bruce, with, with the Giants, again, they were a wild card team in each of those years. And again, throughout your career, whether it was in San Francisco when you won a Super Bowl with them, with the Lakers, five championship rings, again, people who don't know, Bonnie Jill, First female scout, uh, you you know uh, the, the the Bartolo family, Doctor Jerry mm -hmm. Buss. What is it about playoff time? What what happens? Is is there a switch? Do you do you credit culture? What happens come playoff time? It is. It's funny. It's like certain you know if you want to go back to like Boach there are certain people that thrive in those situations in those spotlights and there's those teams that step up for the occasion like we always talk about veterans on a team and they have the you know the that playoff experience and there really is something to be said with that because there are certain people that thrive under that pressure and Boach is one of those people like he when he is just he just knows every button to push and what to do and he makes it with this ease if you look at his demeanor Arash when he's in the dugout he doesn't have highs and lows you know mm. he's, he's very consistent he's very just kind of mellow demeanor you kind of he doesn't ever get rattled and I think he just knows like what to do and he thrives in those situations and you can see it from 2010 12 and 14 with the Giants if you look at the 2010 team they call that team a bunch of misfits you know you had Pat Burrell, who was sitting on his couch, you know what I mean? And then, you you know, you grab him, you know, and you put him in, in the outfield and you just grab all these different kind of misfit guys. And he was able to get them all on the same track to zone in. And at the end of the day, I really believe that players play for their coach if they really respect him yeah. and they play for each other and I think that's a, you know what uh, what Boach has done with that clubhouse he has them playing for each other he has them playing for him and uh, it's working you know <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, the last time that I was in Texas for the World Series was during the pandemic, 2020, the Dodgers were there. That's um, right, you went. I remember I, that. I, I went, and the most valuable player was Corey Seager. And this is a situation yes. where numbers come into play, where a Dodgers franchise is technically not wrong in saying, hey, listen, we can get Trey Turner, we can get Freddie Freeman. Mm -hmm. Corey Seager has something about him where he steps up big in big moments. Corey Seager, again, listen, he got a big contract, but he did say, listen, I believe in what they're doing in Texas. I believe in the blueprint. Uh, touch on what Corey Seager has meant to that team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's funny. When I was talking to Boach on opening day, he just said that the, the energy that he brings to the clubhouse and the fact that he's taking guys under his wing, which we all know is so important. Uh, I'll be honest, though, Rosh, um, he struggled. Him um, yeah. and Simeon, have they actually struggled? struggled in the playoffs so um he's you know he's had some games where he's been consistent you know especially in game seven but I think sometimes it's not just your numbers it's the you know the the morale that you bring into your clubhouse because we all know there's like leaders that are in the clubhouse that make a big difference to the other players so maybe like statistically when you look at his numbers during the postseason they haven't been great as we know but at the same day you know uh time he's really really leading um this team um and Boach really leans on him to get those guys going what is it about um you know because again you've you've been there with Phil Jackson with uh Bill Walsh um yeah you, you touched on it it's so key so important right for the players to believe in what the coach says because we're seeing this with play with, with coaches that are kind of on the hot seat right now if if you lose the locker room if you lose the players uh -huh. you lose, how key is it when when Bruce came there and listen and I don't know if he did this I mean he could have showed up with his three world series rings and said just follow me but he has this humbleness about him what is it about mm -hmm. Bruce Bochy that gets his players to trust in him. Well, we always talk about a coach or a skipper that's a player coach, right? Yeah. You know, and I think he is that, right? He he comes in, he doesn't, he's not pretentious. I mean, he doesn't even talk about his World Series, Arash, with his players. Yeah. You know, he's quite the opposite. They all know, right? The players all know who Boach is, right? And yeah. they see what he's come from and what he has done. And so right there, he just gets that presence and uh, respect right you know, right when he enters the clubhouse. And he really gets to know these guys personally. Yeah. He gets to know their wife. He gets to know their kids. He's he's really cares about the player, the individual. And I think that is why uh, he has a success in the clubhouse because we all know the minute you you lose a clubhouse, you're done. Gabe Kapler, he lost that clubhouse yeah. the middle middle of the season. He wouldn't even talk to these guys. He wouldn't even have these group like discussions. He'd bring in guys one at a time. And Boach has a way of getting to know players individually, but also getting them as a team together and being able to motivate them. Um, and I think he just has a way with it. I mean, if you look at it, Buster Posey, um, Madison Bumgarner, they are still calling Boach just to like you know. Yeah talk to him and you know Baum had like called him and said hey I'm ready for game seven you know how I am in game seven Boach you know as a joke right because <laughs> yeah. he's obviously not you know with the Diamondbacks team where had got released but he just has a respect with these guys that like when he retired well technically retired from the Giants Arash guys came back that don't come back to yeah. you know to to the Giants stadium to 
to it was it was kind of crazy to see that he had the Tim Lincecums come back and uh, the Brian Wilson. Everyone's like, "Who's that?" It's Brian Wilson. <laughs> what Brian Wilson? Like they don't come back to even for the reunions, but they came back when Boach retired. Don't you think that pretty much sums it up, right? When you've got these players that are coming back, you know, from Puerto Rico and uh, Angel Pagan came back. You know, like they're all these guys that never Giants fans think kind of just died all came back because of Bochi. And I think that's, you know, very much uh, shows how much everyone loves that guy. You know, the old saying is when you win a championship, there's a blood, tr- 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 you know, transfusion. Like you're basically brothers. And especially mm-hmm. that the players who were on all three of those wild card uh, San Francisco Giants teams did that one. The connection and the bond that they have is is so strong. And, you know, Bruce is that thread that connects them. Uh, a few more minutes with you, Bonnie Jill. All right, so Cowboys San Francisco, you know, I, I grew up, you were uh, cheering <laughs> at this time. The, 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 I still think that those two teams will uh, meet in the conference championship game. I know a lot of Philadelphia fans don't agree. However, as excited as I was about that, when I saw them play on Sunday night, Bonnie Jill, it was so one-sided. Now, we've seen San Francisco has not played that well since then. Oh, I know. That Minnesota <laughs> game gave me like a heart attack. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny because uh, during that game, which you should have been at that game, but it was so lopsided, like you said. I mean, Dak Prescott did not look like the elite quarterback. You know, you got Brock Purdy, who's yeah. considered Mr. Irrelevant, and he, I mean, he was just so dialed in and just had such great uh, field vision and everything was just working. I mean, he was throwing in these, you know, these these dimes that like, you know, with three defenders on his receiver, it was, it was bizarre how it was working out. And then Dak looked like a deer in the headlights. Right. You know, I, 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 it was almost, you know, it's funny. I literally saw Jerry, I was getting in the elevator and there was Jerry and Jerry's, I, I was like, you know, what do I say to Jerry? This was a huge (laughs) game. Right. You know, and they were coming off a high, right. Being undefeated. And he was like, I don't know what just happened out there. And I was like, I'll tell you. And I could, you know, me, Barash, I'll say anything to anyone. I'm like, I don't like Mike McCarthy's play calling. I don't oh, like yeah. it. I don't like it, Arash. I'm sorry. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I'm not a big McCarthy fan. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just not. You know, and the fact that he was in Green Bay and with Aaron Rodgers and that team, look at that roster. Look at that team. The fact they only won one Super Bowl. Huh, talking about coaches not having respect from their players, there's another one like I wonder about, right? I don't know if he's a guy to to lead this Cowboys team. I, I, I'm just going to say it. No, I, I agree. Listen, he, he, he has to win this year with this team. Listen, uh, buddy Jill, you are young, but I feel old when I watch, uh, Deion Sanders with gray <laughs> yes! hair coaching his son. <laughs> when I see Jerry Rice's son doing what he's doing on the field at USC. Oh, um, I have an Emmett Smith. I have an Emmett Smith son. <laughs> Tell me how you feel watching these players that you're still friends with, but their sons are now doing what they used to do. Oh, it's crazy when you're talking to people's sons and they're not little anymore. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I, I remember these uh, kids and I'm like holding them, right? They had diapers on and now they're playing in college football and thriving and so successful. And you start to think, gosh. And like you said, like I saw Jerry at the, the Cowboys Niners game and he's got all the gray in his beard. Like, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, you got to cut that off. He, just know it. he goes, it shows that I'm wise. And I'm like, yeah, we know you're wise. You're a goat. But like, can you cut that off? Like, but it's funny. It's like you and I. 
I speak about these players and it's like they're getting older, but yet they're still like in the the moment. People still like the younger generation knows the prime time. They know Emmett. They know Jerry. You know, so you still know that they're relevant when the younger generation knows who they are. But yeah, it's it's pretty uh sad when you see that the that their sons uh are playing in college because that means I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Mavada Jim, last question for you before we let you go. Another connection uh, in terms of SoCal connection and you, University of Texas, having a fantastic uh, season. One uh. hiccup so far. But listen, I mean, I think they'll be back. But Steve Sarkeesian being their coach, I know uh, maybe not have been the most popular hire in some circles. He's done well. Uh, listen, I won't stand for you. Your thoughts on the job that Sark has done so far with UT? It kind of stays with the same uh, kind of tone that we're talking about this show, Araj. I mean, he is a leader. And I think those guys, um, all those players respect him. They're they're playing hard for him. He's, uh, you know, we've been able to listen in a little bit on, you know, what he says to these players Um you know, before a game, and I've talked to a couple of the guys, and they say that he literally, like, again, cares about his players. His wife brings in like these little snack, like baskets for every player. Yeah. They, you know, they do. Uh, he does all these different things to really make sure that they feel that they're part of a Longhorn family. Like he was talking about how he had to make sure he knew all the Texas songs, and you know, <laughs> to make sure he didn't mess up anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and all that was like so important to him because he knows the history uh, of the. Texas Texas Longhorns and um, he's been able to do such a great job. Um, I really, really, really like him. I mean, we've gone through so many different coaches and you, you, when you try to fill the shoes of Mac Brown, yeah. you know, it's so tough. And those are my years as the Mac Brown years. And so I think um, Sark has got something going here. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I was really ahead of myself until the Oklahoma game. I know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, and you see how they almost got beat by Houston. I mean, that was yeah. a close game and that, Houston's not even ranked, so uh, my Longhorns will always upset me and disappoint me. You know, except <laughs> except in two thousand five when we yeah except in two thousand five when they beat y'all. Uh, terrible! <laughs> I still have flashbacks of that game where I cannot watch the end of that game. Molly Jill, I'm so excited to see you this weekend. I'm so excited for you to be a part of the Supporting Tribune family. I'm so excited for the coverage you're going to provide on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, listen, you've you've been my best friend for a long time. Happy to have you uh, join the team. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow, folks. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.